Now broadcasting live via so Ustream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagdon Boardcast. Oh my goodness, and that is crazy. Why are we friends with Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I didn't get slapped like right your mom in here. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? It doesn't work if you're not wearing what? a mariachi suit. Uh, we're not wearing a mariachi suit. I don't know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 183 of the Bagging Boardcast. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Then it's the list of books that we are looking forward to coming out August 21st. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week we're taking a look at two books. Two well, books. Two books. From DC Comics, we have Earth One Superman Volume 2. And then we have Thor, God of Thunder, I guess you could call it Volume 1, from over at Marvel. We have just the single issues passed off to us by a friend of the show, Steve, who wanted us to give him a look. The first six issues. So, you know what? We love sharing comic books with you, the listeners, when we review them. We love it when our listeners share books with us. Indeed. And we love sharing them in another way with our digital comics uh, trade. We love that. What is it called? The digital comic swap. Comic swap. Much better than a wife swap. Right. Uh, this actually came from that because Steve gave us all the codes to this. No, and that, that was after I decided to do this. What I'm saying is we got the... Oh, I thought you were talking about... Because we were talking about the we're digital comics. No, no, no. Right. But the Steve gave us four. all of these, and Paul was like, I really want to read these, but I don't want to use the codes. And I said, well, just ask Steve for the issues. And he gave them to us. Very nice. He dropped them off one night when we were recording. That's, That's the first night we had Rye on Rye. Wow. But we also like sharing beer with each other. Very much so. And right now I'm still drinking the Rye on Rye because well, you, you should, can't make me get rid of it. You should finish up that Rye on Rye because it's time for a new beer from Founders. This is their Mango Magnifico. Uh, this is 10%. It's a mango ale brewed with a hint of habanero. I saw this at the store the other day and I was like, I haven't heard of this before. I will buy it. And Founders is one of those breweries that almost everything we've had we've really liked of theirs, and they're a brewery we trust that we'll try them brewing something a little different, a little funky. Yeah, I'm not taking a full glass of this because I I don't know how I'm going to feel about it, but I'd rather try this from Founders than if anyone else had tried brewing it. So that's how I was able to justify it. Justify your love. It yeah, definitely right. Madonna style. Definitely has a mango nose on it. Yeah, it kind of has like a almost like a peachy raisin kind of smell to it too. Doesn't smell that bad. I don't want to drink it until Paul's gotten his. John's pouring them out right now, so I'm gonna say more words into the microphone while John's doing. And Paul's got his beer. It's in his hand. He's giving us. Ooh, he's giving it, it a whiff. Spicy mangoey flavor or smell at yeah, least. Yeah, you get on the nose. I should say. Yeah, you can definitely smell. There's a pepper in it. Nice mango. Little heat on the back of the yeah. tongue. Yep. It's it's not like an overwhelming nice like Ooh. pepper flavor, but it's got like that, it's got that peppercini kind of burn. Like yeah. But yeah, it's there's a good sweet that fades into that that pepperness. Yeah. And it really it 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 lingers on the back of the throat and the back of the tongue. It's good though. It, it's not it's not on fire, but you no, know there's a heat you can pour, there. You can pour a little bit more into that glass now that I know I don't hate it. Um. 
Yeah, I'm it, good with it. So that's a lot of heat to deal with it, on the back. It's nice, though. That sweetness blooms into that heat. It's not like an overpowering. It just, like, opens up in your face. And it's like, hey, there's habanero in here. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it just without the spice, like just the mango beer. Like, I think that sweet, it's not too sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very pleasant sweet it's on it. It's not a syrupy sweet. Yeah. It's actually like a fruitiness. Yeah. And, I mean, they, they say they ferment it with mango and the habanero. So those those are actually in it. It's not a syrup or a, just mm-hmm. a flavor component added. It's the real fruit, which I think always makes a better fruit beer when you actually use the real fruit. But, uh, yeah, something that I, I saw on there, too, and I just – I grabbed the pumpkin instead – from yeah. Southern Tier, because I was like, well, it's this or that, and I went with the my the first pumpkin of the season. Yeah, I, 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 saw, I, I just wanted to try something different, figured it's yeah. a brewery love, something to do for the show. And I wasn't I'm, a big well, fan of their uh, Cherie last year, which was their summer, like, it was their cherry malt beverage, oh, because okay. that came yeah. off as too sickening sweet. Yeah. I ended up giving most of that to my father-in-law, because he, he really liked it. The um, raspberry they did this year the was... The Rubius. The Rubius, yeah, that wasn't too bad. And it has a cool name because it reminds me of Harry Potter. Rubius Hagrid? Yeah. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Come on. It does. Right? They had to plan it that way. Well, do we plan on talking about in The Week in Geek? Much. They must have planned it that way, much like the opposite of what Xbox or Microsoft did with their Xbox One announcement. Where they have continuously just keep on every week walk something back. It's there's so much backpedaling that they're doing now. It's it's good for Microsoft fans that were like planning on sticking by Microsoft with the uh-huh. Xbox One, but for everyone else that was kind of like, eh, nope, I've made my decision. People. This is too much, like too much, too little, too late. I but guess. it's not too little because it's like everything everybody complained about. They're yeah, like, it's everything people complained about, so they were gonna do it to you anyways until you complained. Right. They were. They tried to see how much they could get away with. Yeah. The thing is, like with the always-on internet, it's an always has to be plugged in machine. And I'm sure when electricity was still new, there were devices like that. Edison. He's always trying to shove electricity down our throat. We don't uh, have electricity in I my house. I can't use this light unless there's electricity. Yeah. Therefore, I can't use this always-on internet connection device unless it's always, I'm always connected to the internet. What you say, sir? Well, the, the biggest complaint about that was the fact that there's a lot of people that don't live places that have high-speed internet that's readily available mm-hmm. or consistently. And I know our internet gets spotty, and we live a block away from you. <laughs> My internet is always awesome. It's eh, kind of crazy. No, it's not. It's it's not. <laughs> I can't even, like, use your internet on my phone. Like, I always just I, go to my 4G I, I have problems doing stuff on, I'm sorry, on this for the website. No, it, but it's I okay. run a like, computer, the TV that's hooked up to the internet, and the Xbox. Like, or I'll be sitting there on my phone looking up stuff for the video game i'm playing on my xbox while kate's watching netflix on a television i haven't had a problem Eh, regardless okay 
that, that was a big complaint that a lot of people had because they lived in areas that right. didn't have high-speed internet. Much like people complained about Edison's newfangled devices that then they didn't have well, electricity. Uh, obviously, it, you're not going to buy the, one of those newfangled devices if you don't have electricity that uses it. A big part of video gaming is you don't have to be connected online. I hate playing right. games online with people. Mm-hmm. I haven't renewed my Xbox Gold membership since May. I, I haven't had need for it. I, I don't need to go online with it. I don't have you don't to. Want like, new, new, you don't want free video games? Well, that video games yeah, that you pre-purchased. I, I don't need them. Like, that I mean, two. is 2 is now available on Xbox Gold. And previously, it was uh, Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. 2 and then Fable 3 before that. There's yeah. been more in, in between because it's two per month now. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice, but I don't I don't need that. Right. Like I mean, they're games that... I would like to play. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. I, I'm back playing WoW again. The uh, Diablo 3 for Xbox 360 is coming out in September. I've got that paid off. Like I'll be playing that. Mm-hmm. Then I've got Batman Arkham Origins in the middle of October. Like You're going to play Diablo 3 without people? I was going to play it no matter what. I could, you're going to play you're it alone? You're going to solo? You're going to play without me? No, I'll play, I'll play it with you guys if you're going to pick it up. But I'm just saying, like if you didn't, you're you're fine I, just playing I'm, it. I'm whatever. fine playing it alone. That's that's kind of my point. Like, yeah, it'd be fun to play it. I don't have to play it. Tyrael's crying right now. Well, Tyrael's mortal now, so he can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Diablo humor for our Diablo podcast. But I'll, uh, one of the very first conversations that I had with Chris over the phone was about the the Diablo three announcement. Well, this is not one of the very first conversations over the phone that I had with Chris, but so Paul's a liar. Yeah, <laughs> one of the very first moments where we're like, you know what, we could totally do a podcast was because we spent an hour and a half talking about the Diablo three announcement, like and like what character, like oh they showed off the monk. Yeah, <laughs> that was so. We talked ago. about that monk on the podcast <laughs> because we talked about the announcement. For like an hour and a half, and I'm like, that all could have been podcast material. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we just did a podcast, we could just get together every week and talk about the same kind of nerdy stuff. That's my phone. Okay. I'm sorry. Right, I get ESPN3 announcements. I will turn it down. But also, they've changed that, so you no longer need to be connected to the internet. They've also changed the fact that you need to have the connect plugged in to play it. Because a lot of people are complaining about that because the Kinect's always on, always watching you. And Even if that, it's not on, but it's it's still sitting there listening. Like, it's that chatter in the background that it's waiting for it to, like for you to say its name. Yeah. And then it's like, what, what? <laughs> I, I didn't hear any of that stuff you're saying before. Tell me more. <laughs> like that, it's storing information. <laughs> and unfortunately, it was all announced right before Prism hit. <laughs> like... Such bad timing. I'm coming off as such. I this is like the third time I've come off. Whenever we talk about Xbox, is like the Xbox apologist on this podcast, and that's fine. I'll be you know for for devil's advocacy. I'll I'll be that. And it's well, yeah. It's it's supposed to be there and always waiting for you to say Xbox on for the convenience. It's the promise of the smart house. Lights house of the future. Yeah, exactly. Welcome home, Jennifer. You know, from Back to the Future. That's only two years away. Yeah. 
I'm supposed to have that when I walk in. Lights on. Screen on. And how is it supposed to... Am I supposed to flip a switch before I can use my voice activation? Here I am flipping a switch like it's Trump. <laughs> yeah. Here I am, Edison, flipping your gosh darn switch. Oh, yeah, I bet this uses electricity, too. <laughs> Screw Back you, up Edison. the money truck, Edison. <laughs> <laughs> but the people do have privacy concerns in this day and age. Personally, I don't care. I wouldn't use the Connect anyways, because mm-hmm. it's not for me. Like, like We've had this discussion before. But the fact that... You did think that Star Wars game looked pretty cool. It did. I don't have to play it. Right. You don't have to play any video games. I don't games. need to play video games. I don't there's, have to do anything. I, I can sit at home in the dark. What do you think about that, Edison? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we become the anti-Edison podcast? Because of you! As soon as, as, soon as we became pro-Tesla, that's <laughs> what happened. Hey, you guys love 4G. You know who you have to thank for that? Tesla. Yeah. Great. Cell phone networks. Great man. Cell great man. Tesla. That's why you guys love the video game Dark Void so much. Never played it. Never played it. Maybe. Nobody did. No. But what else have they gone and changed about it? The X-Bone, as people are calling it. <laughs> well. People uh, are calling it. I'm not saying I did. <laughs> I've referred to it as the Xbox One, but some some of the naysayers are referring to it as the X-Bone. Uh, they also have scaled back their launch. Uh, eight countries will be delayed until 2013 or 2014. Uh, but they're probably crummy countries that nobody cares about, like Luxembourg. Well, Australia. But it's well, way too expensive. To that's the thing, Australia. Yeah, they can't have any games come out for it. Australia, probably. Brazil. Who I'm pretty sure. Brazil. Who I'm pretty sure are still just playing Sega Genesis games. Yeah. Canada. Wow. <laughs> Canada. Canada, really? Yeah, they they always get screwed. Netflix didn't come there until like two years ago. And even then, it was just a guy walking around like, "Hey, I got that movie for you." Like a lot of the Apple, I'll leave it on your doorstep, eh? A lot of the Apple products, like Apple TV, didn't come there for years. Also, Uh, why does everybody hate Canada? Uh, Is it because they got better things to do, like tap tap maple trees? They, they they also have a very metered much much like Australia they, they have a very metered internet yeah like you have to pay after like you get I, to pay per month for how much bandwidth you want I saw someone online complaining about the Xbox One saying like they only get two gigs of service mm-hmm. a month which is not a lot and after that they turn you off like I go through two gigs like in a bad how big how big is our podcast it's we make sure now that it's under 30 megabytes. Because of the outcry from Canada. <laughs> because, because of our Canadian... No, seriously, because of our Canadian listener. You're welcome, Canadian listener. Rate and review us. He's, you should. I've only got this two gigs. I use it on uh, your podcast. France wanted it day one, but they surrendered. So, because oh. Germany... Because they're Paul, France? Paul, that was a cheesy joke. <laughs> oh. 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 Well, crepes. Oh. <laughs> Uh, marching forward, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Mein Gott. Uh, the Xbox put, One won't be coming. They put some walls up. They're not letting it in. <laughs> nope. The Xbox One uh, won't be coming top of the morning in Ireland. Oh. Uh, Italy, not so much. It's getting the boot. There you go. There you go. Uh, Mexico isn't getting it day one. Spain. You don't have anything catchy for Mexico? Oh, wait. 
No, no, I'm sorry. No, I've been listening. I've been listing off the countries that are getting it. <laughs> yes, actually, I have. <laughs> <laughs> These are the only 13 markets that will get it day one: Australia, Austria, <laughs> Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Mexico, Spain, United Kingdom, United States, and New Zealand. Belgium is too busy eating waffles. Denmark, well, there's always something rotten there. Finland, you look too much like Sweden. Netherlands, we we get confused because... Remember when Paul was making these jokes about them not getting now, it, and they now were? He hate, now he hates all these other countries. <laughs> now he's just trying to list them off as fast as he can. Can't, can't dilly-dally anymore. Norway, it's go time. Apparently, I... Norway, nobody cares about you and the Xbox. Wait, wait, Norway, Microsoft says no way. Next. <laughs> Russia. They're, they'll be Russian for nothing. <laughs> Sweden. You can't build it at Ikea, therefore was, you can't Sweden. I was going to say, that's not a Sweden deal for them. They're not getting... Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's, that's pretty and good. Switzerland. Oh, I feel bad for the Swiss. That's just... They're too busy skiing and making chocolate, They've got though. too much There's other good stuff going on. That. Oh, that was a good one. They were all supposed to get in the first wave, and those countries aren't. So, yeah, those eight countries aren't. I realized that I'm like, wait, those the article says eight countries won't get it, and I'm reading too many countries right yeah, now. Yeah, that's why I was surprised. And like, then I went said, back and read. Yeah. Well, you said Canada. I was like, well, yeah. but they're just basically but North America. Like, they should. Because a lot of the Apple products I know got delayed going into Canada, so. But, uh, yeah, so that's your Xbox One hater news. Well, if you are able to get an Xbox in one of those countries somehow and find games, you don't have to worry because they also just announced that the games will not be region locked, Mm -hmm. which is something I think that's a first for like a mass market video game company to do in North America. Nintendo, all their handheld systems were not region locked until I think the 3DS is the first one to be region locked. Okay, but you wouldn't be able to read any of the game stuff, but that still stands true. It's not because, region locked, though. Yeah, because for the first time, if you have, say, a North American Xbox One and you want to play that Japanese import RPG, you can. Like, you'll be able to buy it day one from Japan. Japan's not making... But no, there's still... The there are still... was, like, the last time I think they tried to make it RPG for the Xbox. There are still, like, JRPGs out there. They just don't come over to America because they don't perform well over here. And they don't do too well over there either anymore. Like, Western games are definitely more dominant at this point. Like, Bioware. Bethesda. Yep. But yeah. So if there is some just weird game that you want to get from Japan, hey, you can. Yeah, you know. Just need to know how to read or speak Japanese to play it. Or if you want the weird booby-chingling games like your, you know, Dragon's Crown, you can just download that on your PlayStation. Or buy it. Back when I was a bigger RPG fan... There were so many great JRPGs that would come out over there, and like you would hear about them over here, but then they wouldn't make the cut. Yeah, your Final Fantasy three, like Japanese the, the Final Fantasy is like the uh, Wild Arms games, Grandia. Like there was so much stuff over there. There's also like a bunch of just Capcom fighting games that you can't get over here. Like when was the last time you saw a Rival Schools game? Never. They've had one released over here, and then characters appear in like Capcom versus Marvel. Like, you get one fighter. But John loves of... his JRPGs. He can hear the excitement in his voice. I know. He's, he's like beating down the door. <laughs> what other news do we have? Anything comic booky or movie news or I anything? Have, I don't have much of anything. Uh, like I, I haven't yeah, been paying attention the to the news. Woman stuff. Yeah. 
Well, go, go ahead. Uh, Simon Pegg released a picture of himself at Marvel saying, fun at Marvel, with a picture of him standing next to a picture of Ant-Man pointing to it, hmm. which made a lot of people think, what, is he going to be Ant-Man? Because it's directed by his good friend, Edgar Wright. And then the other half of the people are like, no, his best, best friend's, friend's directing perfect. Ant-Man. Yeah. And that's what he came out on his Twitter after that, after people went crazy, uh-huh. like, no, it's... Just big props for my best friend who's yeah. directing it. So I just thought yeah, that was because cool. there are other pictures of him like holding Mjolnir and it's like he's not going to be Thor in the next right, movie. Right? Yeah. Wait. Oh, he did put that. Not... Yeah, he did. He enjoys putting those out before those movies come out. Because mm-hmm. yeah, he did that and uh, before Hulk came out, there's a picture of him with Hulk. That's fun. Oh, right? He's a fun guy. It's Simon Pegg. He loves yeah. doing stuff like that. Who wouldn't? Right? At if this, he's, he's at this cod- he's, podcasting table. He's living the nerd dream. He oh, is. yeah. It's the prime of his life. Nothing can go wrong for that guy right now. I thought it was like one of the funniest things is he's got a game that he used to play with his wife uh-huh. that they turn the lights off in his bedroom, and then he'd turn on... They'd turn on their... He had two lightsabers. They'd turn them on, see where they are, and then try to... He'd try to catch his wife, uh-huh. and then like after a certain amount of time, he'd say, like, turn them on, and then they'd turn them on again, he'd <laughs> see where she is, and then try to catch her again. And he would do that in the bedroom with her. That's a really large bedroom. Otherwise, it's a really <laughs> dumb game. Right? <laughs> like, do they just have a twin-sized bed and, like, push it up to one corner? And that's oh, no, you have to, like, climb over the bed and stuff. That'd be awesome, right? But comic book <laughs> news, Polly. Yeah, uh, the Wonder Woman Earth One gets a subtitle or a new title. Wonder Woman, The Trial of Diana Prince. Mm. Grant Morrison was on a podcast, not ours. Uh, Batman on Batman, it's Kevin Smith's podcast, so, you know, that's why he goes on that one and not ours. He's in our Christmas special, though, so that's uh, something. I was going to say, would we really want him on our podcast for more than, like, two minutes? (laughs) I I, I think it would be great to have him on. I would love for him to do you're a more than You're more than welcome. Contact at bangboardcast.com. We'll, there, we'll there set up something. A, don't worry, there is an Earth where he's on every yes. single episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, in those Earths, we're the Grant Morrisons. <laughs> we're all wearing red socks. Mm-hmm. Don't you That's a great joke. It's a great joke. It's a great callback. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so it will still be in the Earth 1 vein, you know, hardcover, 120 pages. Will be coming out sometime soon, ish. No, probably yeah. in another two years. Uh, he did admit that Yannick Paquette is twenty pages in to drawing, and it will be the main like uh, thorough, the main uh, through line for the issue. The comic will be Diana Prince back with the Amazons on trial for her actions in quote unquote man's world. But it's not really man because Grant Morrison's like, well, it's not really man's world. It's man and woman's world. It's now you know fifty one percent of the population is women now, by best estimates. So that's it. And the purchasing powers in the United States is now with women, and it's can we really call it man's world anymore? Again, which I think would be an interesting through line. Now, do you think of like if you're an artist like Yannick Paquette? That you want to have the whole story 
either laid out for you or be able to read it so you can start planning your pages. I think if you want that, you don't work with Grant Morrison. But he... Grant Morrison's scripts, from what I've seen, are really detailed. They're really detailed. Because did you... Are you talking about the Arkham... Yeah. Yeah. When you read the script, it's insane. And then you look at the page and it's like, okay, yeah, he drew Batman walking up to the house. Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need that? <laughs> I, I, as a reader, sometimes I need that on a Grant Morrison book, especially to realize, oh, the dead man's hand. That actually is something. Like, that's why the Joker has that. It's to signify the death. Like, man, I would have been so lost in some of the uh, Batman R.I.P. stuff if it wasn't for, like, websites interviewing him constantly to kind of, like, annotate each and every page. Explain more. It's just like, what are you talking about here? It's kind of like, you know... But isn't that a good thing? Kind of like you need cliff notes from the writer himself yeah. to understand his writing. Yeah, like in a comic book, it's like Shakespeare. <laughs> I need annotations for Shakespeare too. It's not bad, you know. It's a good thing. Yeah. And we're living. Our pop culture has become such referential. Like nothing exists on its own anymore. Like all pop culture is is referring to something else that has happened. I'm just saying, if I was at an artist like Yannick Paquette, like you, I would yeah. need. Actually, I think like a a I, Grant Morrison script with all that information would probably be very helpful for him. From what we heard, Yannick Paquette just likes to draw butts. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's why he was excited for the project. He Paul yeah. Paul yeah. Well, he, he was he pulled out a page to show that dude that he was talking to the butts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the things that happen at conventions, man. The comic book fan that comes up to talk to an artist just to say he really liked the like way... the way you draw women. The way you draw Catwoman's butt is sexy. It's like, that's just creepy on so that is many really levels. Creepy. That's, that's... It's, it's the kind of... It's the thing that... We're, I feel like we have about. our socially awkward moments amongst yeah. the three of us because we're, we're pretty goofy. Yeah. But we're not just like that socially inept. I don't know. And, I'm pretty socially no. inept. <laughs> no, Paul, Paul, you can walk around a convention with your head held high because like, you've never been that guy. I, I I try not to objectify women as parts of bodies. Yes. Uh, other. I news. like to look at them though. <laughs> that was John Cena. <laughs> yeah, I like to look at them. That's fine. Cosplay is not consent, though. Nope. Cosplay is not consent. We learned that from this year's Comic-Con. There was a guy, like, apparently videotaping girls walking in just at chest level. Um, he had, basically what this was is he had a hidden camera on his, like, he had, like, a costume or a lanyard Uh or something on. And then he was going up to girls asking them for hugs. That's creepy. Yes, see? That's really creepy. That is, and then he he would do it like he would, he would film, and then he like posted it all. Ugh. I think it was on YouTube or somewhere. Ugh. It's a good thing we're not on YouTube. Oh, we are. Oh, darn it! Don't Why don't we... don't worry. The only awkwardness is you have to sit there and watch us talk about comic books for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, 
and then and then you can just like the video and move on with your day. <laughs> well, also, you know, click on the other videos over on that side. No, I mean this side. Which is great because I don't know which side. We always do that. Paul's pointing over to his side like he's meant, like motioning towards the videos. It's, I, it's I don't know what they are. That's about it for news, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anything else. Yeah, that's all I got. No Star Wars news? <clears throat> oh, video game news. Back to really quick. Yeah. Really cheap. If you want to play on PC. Oh, you want? Yeah. Yeah. Origin. If you go, if you actually sign up for an or- EA's Origin mm-hmm. account, uh, they're actually doing a hum- humble bundle. This is something that Steam kind of started. It's a group that got worked with Steam, kind of started this whole thing uh, where they got together a bunch of the indie games, uh, and then basically sold whatever whatever the games sell for. Boom. That money goes to charity directly. And usually it go, went to Child's Play charity. So they got together with uh, EA and their digital uh, what the digital Rap? distribution distribution distri- distribution system, which is Origin, and said, "Hey, you guys should bundle a bunch of games together and sell them, and whatever profits you make, give it to charity." Uh, right now they're offering Dead Space, Burnout Paradise, the Ultimate Box. Crisis 2 Maximum Edition, Mirror's Edge, Dead Space 3, Medal of Honor, all four, pay what you want. All, all, all them together, pay whatever you want. If you want to get also Battlefield 3 and The Sims 3, plus their, the starter pack, which I don't understand. I thought The Sims was a game. I didn't know you needed starter packs. Well, they have just, like, the basic Sims game, and then expansions oh, built okay. off of that if you want to get different outfits, <laughs> items, jobs, that kind of stuff. So you get The Sims 3 plus starter pack uh, if you pay more than the average. And the average price right now is $5.03. So you can get eight video games, AAA titles, Granted, they've been released here, and you know, Dead Space Three is pretty pretty new, new, you know, over a year old, but still pretty new. I don't think it's. it's I don't think no, it's, it came out when I was still working yeah. at GameStop. So it's, so it's, it's over it's a year. Probably about a year. Yeah, I think it came out like in December, January, somewhere yeah. there. Oh, I, I would say over a year old, and uh, for five dollars and four cents, which I think is an amazing deal, and I might be doing that. Well, you have the Origin client, right? Because you play. Yeah, yeah, I have Origin. Yeah, uh, but I already own Dead Space, Burnout Paradise, but, Mirror's Edge. So I you don't own, own those games. What about the ones that you don't own? Yeah, basically, for five dollars and four cents. Yeah. I don't. I won't <clears> play <throat> Battlefield, and I probably won't play Crisis or Medal of Honor. The Sims? only. I won't play The Sims. So the so. It's like me buying Dead Space for five bucks. That's still a yeah. great price. Uh-huh. And, and have you played Dead Space one or two? No, <laughs> I own both of them. How is Dead Space two? It's really good. John's borrowing. John's the only one that has played my Dead Space or Dead Space two. I haven't played your Dead Space. You haven't played Dead I have, Space one. I've played Dead Space one. Chris Scott. Oh yeah, you. I let you borrow. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I've played. Them. I was like, no, wait, I bought that one. Yeah, you you brought it home for uh like yeah I brought it home because I was like okay a little sidebar I used to work at GameStop I was there for a few years I think everybody on a podcast had to work at for, some point so you you fill I, our quota I I was our quota for that and you're allowed to take home games to play for three days so you can 
play the game. You can talk about it. Now, and before I, you guys fill out and start filling out an application for GameStop, because you think that's awesome, remember well, that is awesome. You have to work for GameStop. It's it's a typical retail job, which is fine, except for all the people you have to deal with. Because people do. Suck. People are the worst part of any job. But you know what? I would take home games just to play them because I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to play Bayonetta, mm-hmm. and it was fun, cool. I beat it. I was able to bring it back to work, and then I could talk to people like, hey, you like Devil May Cry? Play Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. And that's why they do it. Yeah. And I brought home Dead Space because I really wanted to play like a survival horror game, and Resident Evil just was not filling that void oh, anymore. Oh, it's an action game. Yeah. And they're just not any good. And it was great. I actually wound up keeping it because I was like, I, I want to... I want to finish this, so I I bought the game. And you you came to me and said you you would love this. You need to play it. Well, one of my earliest memories of hanging out with John Weatherwax at school was like talking about Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was my little sidebar. And the whole summer that you and I went and rented like every zombie and horror movie we could from Blockbuster. We tried to get the ones that they didn't even have. Like, right. We don't even know why we have this case out on the floor. And then we would take the case. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how you got the Terror Train case. <laughs> yeah. It's also how I got the Dolomite <laughs> box. But yeah. Sorry, I didn't know you suffered from Dolomite. It sounds like a disease. That's all I'm saying. He would slap you. He would bitch slap you like a woman. Who? Dolomite. I, it's he a would... person? Beat yes, the living crap out of you. It's like Casparitis. Hockey player. He used to play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. No. Wrong crowd. Yeah, wrong crowd. <laughs> Paul, Paul, I, Paul, you fill the quota for our sports nerd. <laughs> Paul, you. you've known us for 12 years. Why would you think we would get that? Because Casparitis is a funny name. I, mean, I would assume people would, <laughs> what? would hear it once and what? remember that he's a hockey player. What? <laughs> or was a hockey player? What? <laughs> More beer! And our next beer that is going to be following up this mango is the Alagash Double Reserve Belgian Style Ale. This is their batch uh, 105. Alagash is out of Maine, and this beer is 7%. It's not bad. It's got a nice kind of little Belgian on the back, yeah. but... There's not a lot there to kind of bolster it. It's Little... 7%, but does not make 7 stars out of 10 for me. Yeah, I think I gave this one a 2.5 on Untap yeah. when I checked into it. Yeah. It's not bad. It's a it, I, very good drinkable beer. It, it's a good Belgian, but if you're going to spend the money for a bottle like this, why not just get a real Belgian? Or yeah. a Belgian that's made I, in Cooperstown. How much, I was going to say, how much was this bottle, John? This is, okay, this, is, this is one of those ones that uh, my mom picks up beer to buy my love from me and then i'm like well, so she, and then i'm all so like he, dicky little kid ball. like thanks mom for the oligosh yeah i i only wear osh gosh bagosh mom you're so stupid mom i, I would I, much rather have anything from oma gang yeah. over this like even something like three philosophers where it's not my favorite especially when it's like it's one of their reserve beers so you'd think you'd they'd really want to wow you if they had a little bit of honey or something up front there, and it then does have. Go I mean, that Belgian... it's it's got some malt to it, but it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing that really wows you. And um, you know, they say to age it. We have an, another bottle down there, so it's a bottle that we could forget for a couple of years. I'm... And we also have a bottle of the triple down there, which I think the triple might be more what I want. I think that I think when I had the I triple, it was 
okay. It wasn't anything great. And really, this was just something to throw in the middle and pull out between the mango and the brewery beer. Yeah. So. But talking about pulling out. Oh, what? What? Comic book are you going to be pulling out of your stack first this coming week, August 21st? That was I, a really good segue, that Paul. Was yeah. actually Paul, really why, good. Why, what were I, you talking about? I, I was talking about, you know, pulling out all the stops for Batman <laughs> and Nightwing, <laughs> number 23. Uh, well done, sir. They, they, they pulled Robin out of the situation after the death of after, Damien. After he died. And you're, you're pulling out of picking I, up, uh, X Factor? No, I'm still picking it up, John. It's double shipping, and it's his penultimate issue. I can't leave it now. Are they all penultimate? No, penultimate is the last. John, you ruined it because my pick was going to be X Factor because I <laughs> I was talking Paul into picking something else, so I could be like, I'm picking X Factor because I never have to hear Paul fucking talk about it again. So thanks no. for bringing that up. I'm going to pick it for my for no, its last issue. You can't. I will. We go before you that month. Because <laughs> John ruined this one for me. Double ships. It double ships. Why didn't you point it out to me? How am I supposed to know your joke? Because you weren't supposed we to. Share, we share want, almost the same brain, I but did, I don't always know what you're thinking. I didn't want you to look over and be like, X Factor? <laughs> why, are you, why are you picking X Factor? It's been sucking since 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It was still good when it was letting Paul as his Madrox. Madrox. Letting Paul down since 2005. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's going to be a new team called X Factor starting up, uh, which Polaris is going to be part of. Teased in last month's issue or two weeks ago's issues because it's double shipped. Just uh, trying to push those out of the door. <laughs> yep. It, it was actually kind of a fun issue. It was Polaris uh, realizing everybody... I don't fucking care. <laughs> everybody around her... Why are you telling us? Cause you no, I want, I want to hear. I want to hear how this issue is better than the rest. <laughs> it's basically just Polaris uh, sitting at a bar, uh, coming out of the whole days of Hell on Earth. Uh, they're kind of... Didn't that happen like two years ago? <laughs> no. They're just getting around to it. It's her, her dealing with it by just drinking. That's when they went to hell, right? Yeah. Yeah, that happened like two years ago. No, no, they went to hell. They came back. They go back, to hell a lot. And then hell it's comes. Like no, I go to hell because we're hearing from this book. <laughs> hell, hell comes to earth. And Paul, thanks for being the straight man and just keep talking <laughs> while we rip it apart. <laughs> I understand my part. <laughs> it's in my contract right here. I have that. <laughs> During X Factor conversation, Paul must one play the straight man. Do not veer off. Keep going. And then underneath that, it says, in handwritten, must keep buying X-Factor frowny face. Uh, well, no, then it says, complete opposite of what this book is. But, uh... Stay on course. Keep track. Stay good. So it's a nice little character moments between her, Polaris, <laughs> and uh, Pietro, Quicksilver. Because they're not really siblings, because Polaris isn't actually related to Magneto, as far as I know. But, you know, uh, she's tr- he's trying to keep her from getting out of trouble at the bar, because she is all uh, drunk. Uh, and she's Well, you have to be drunk to be an ex-fan. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to uh, keep her out of trouble and keep her away from police custody, and try to, is trying to take her into 
Avengers custody, but uh, things aren't going well. It's a nice Same movie. thing with the book, right? Things aren't going well. <laughs> Ever. Things weren't going well. Hey. Hey, you, you tried, Paul. <laughs> Every once in a while, you, tried. you end up... Comics sometimes are an abusive relationship. I understand that. I show up every two weeks now for X Factor. And <laughs> yeah, like, X Factor just, you just slap you in the you face, right? Me. But uh, it's okay. It's okay. I'll give you some money. <laughs> just you promise you're going to take me out this Saturday, and we're going to have a great old time. I promise you're going to. I'm going to be the prettiest girl in the room. Remember when he was making fun of you about your vinylmations and having all the track marks that you're uh, a heroin it's, addict? It's Paul with X Factor. <laughs> it's not X- track marks, it's black eyes. <laughs> I, guys, it wasn't X Factor. I walked into a door. I'm such a plus. <laughs> I fell down the stairs. Domestic abuse is not Strong funny. guy threw me into a door. I mean, I walked into a door. <laughs> Domestic abuse isn't funny. Get help. But your pick was right. Batman and Nightwing, right? Batman and Nightwing. Because it's not like an abusive relationship at all. Who, who's this one from? Peter J. Tomasi. Okay. And uh, art by uh, Pat Gleason. Okay, so it's the same and, team. And Mike Gray. That's been on it for a while, so. So, uh, yep, and it's... I, I haven't seen enough Nightwing and Batman together, and especially after Death of the Family, these two haven't been together at all he's moved to chicago and i've always liked their dynamic together so hopefully i get some good character moments because sometimes that's what i want to read in a book good character moments no matter how stupid the plot is john (laughs) much like (laughs) you never got character moments i did get character moments oh this is a great page with the character uh madrox on it how about you, John? Uh, I'm actually, it's a book that I've been loving for the last couple of months, and that is uh, The Six Gun. This is issue um, 33. I caught up completely in trade and digitally to get to this point. Now I'm ordering the book, and uh, I will continue on. And Six I, Gun is six different guns, all with different powers. One gun to rule them all? Uh, basically... Kind of. There's one that the six gun is actually the most powerful of all, but if to you unite all of these guns on a seal, it will create the <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. So like at like Marineland when the seal's playing horns, <clears throat> but no. instead it's guns in front this of them? This is a and seal they... that opens up and causes the apocalypse like, and will rewrite the world. You mean like the seal that's at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Yeah. You can't, can't pass it. it? You can't pass it. You and me in the... Um, so it's, it is just a super solid book. I, uh, I really love it. I'll be getting the hardback edition of it soon and we can do it for a trade and policy because it's, it's just really, it's really, really good. It's supernatural, uh, Western. It's supernatural Western. Yeah. Because it's taking place. It takes place in like the old West after the civil war and there's just lots of, there's dudes turning into pumas. There's werewolves. There's werewolves. There's. I think I've seen that. I've there's MST3K. Yeah, Puma Man's a great <laughs> one. There's uh, there's ghosts. Music by there's my brother's Casio. Demons. There's witch doctors. There's so much stuff going on, and uh, it is just it it grabbed me and it hooked me so much so that 
Iceman a lot of money on he Digital Comics. He went to the Witch Doctor, and that's what he told me. He, to he told me, just keep buying this, because it's <laughs> wonderful, and it is. It's nice to hear people that actually enjoy reading comics. <laughs> I, I like I I I bought the first trade just because I I'd heard something good about it, and as soon as I finished it, I bought the second and the third and the fourth, and then I said I can't wait, and I bought every single issue in a row and read them all. You guys follow comic books a little bit more than me. I'm going to ask a really obscure question: Is Orkstein going still going on? I haven't seen anything solicited yeah. or about it in forever, so okay. I'm guessing not. Because that was an image book, right? I have no idea who was yeah. publishing it. I, might I, I don't think it was... Oni? Was it it? might have been Oni. I, I don't no know if that is. It was one of those... But I heard really good things about it, and I'm like, oh, I should check in the trade. And I'm like, I don't know if it ever hit trade. It, was it one probably of did. indie publishers that's not really an indie indie publisher, mm -hmm. because they have enough clout that you know who they are. It's okay, Chris. I can look it up while you're talking about your book that you're picking. Well, my book is, is actually – it's a book that I'm probably not going to be picking up for too much longer. It's Red Hood and the Outlaws number 23, written by James Tinian, art by uh, – it's like Gaius Balthazar. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's that guy. I know. It's like – Battlestar Galactica. I know. That's a Battlestar Galactica reference. Um, I forgot his name. Something Lopez. Like – Garcia Lopez, but it's not. George, uh, George Lopez. I could just type this in. Oh, I hate George Lopez. It was from Image. And it came, uh, was December 20, uh, 21st, 2010. Orkstein did have a trade, uh, one, tr had a trade. And, uh, it's on Amazon. Orkstein. Orkstein. Red Hill and the Atlas 23, written by James Tinian IV, and art by Julius Gopez. So that's where I got guys from. Uh, this is all about Roy Harper attacking the stronghold of the League of Assassins to get his friend back. He's, he's going after Jason Todd, who does not remember any of their past adventures because he's had his memory erased. But it's lacking just what made me enjoy Red Hood and the Outlaws when it first came out with the New 52. It's, it just hasn't been the same. Um, I don't know. It's I think it's time we've we bid each other adieu. I I can understand that. Like, yeah, it's not if it if it's not the same book, doesn't have the same feel of why you really liked it. Like, why hold on to it? Why because it could get better. Chris, keep... in a moment. No, and Paul, this is this is the lesson you need to learn. I've just been buying it. I've been reading it for the past few months. It hasn't been the same. I'd rather look back on all those fond memories that we've had. <laughs> hey, I I have been cutting out books left and right i've been trying to get down to a 45 dollar a month uh I'm, I'm maximum still for my comic books a little under a hundred and i'd like yeah. to get that down a little bit more yeah i want to get underneath because i was up there like it was almost yeah i was over 100 for a while and i'm paring down i want to get to like like 45 bucks a month on it's, comics. it's tough because for those marvel books if I'm spending Marvel, more than most people are spending on their cable subscriptions, there's a problem. The I mean, the Marvel books are really get you because you get a book that you like, and then you either get it double or sometimes even triple shipped. Uh, yeah, X Factor with, double shipped. I know it's crazy. Like John and I were talking about this on the way over. 
with the new Amazing X-Men book coming out. What? We talked about this. It was announced at San Diego Comic-Con, written by Jason Aaron. He's bringing Nightcrawler back. Nightcrawler, yeah. Wolverine, Storm, Firestar, Northstar. Uh, it's, that's why they have to end X Factor North Stars. It's that yeah, that's why. <laughs> like we can't make this book survive without North Star. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down, Shatter guys. Stars in X Factor North Star isn't. Oh. Well, there's no reason, is there, Paul? <laughs> no reason to keep going. But I, Superior Spider-Man is a book that I've really in, enjoyed. I like reading it, but not as much as I've been enjoying the X-Men stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of stuck in that, like, okay, well, he's just the badass Spider-Man now. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it's what I didn't want the book to be. It was the, the interplay 90s. between, well, the '90s Spider-Man. They're like, I don't take no prisoners. I I would, I didn't want the book to be Peter Parker in the back of Doctor Octopus's head, uh-huh. and that's what I got, and that's what I liked. And now that's just Doc Ock there. It's so, yeah. always, it's still just him being like. I'll show Parker how it should have been done. And there's no Parker there to be shown. Like, it's not bad. I still enjoy it, but I, it's double shipped every month. It's $3.99. I can't justify that. So, I mean, a $3.99 book you could hold on to a month, but an eight, seven, a seven, like two seven ninety eight books. I can't. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I mean, I think in some instances, yeah, that's great, but also, I mean, what is the rush to put mm-hmm. these out? You know, well, to get that three ninety nine every other week, right? That's that's what it money. is. And they but can, if, the thing is, is I mean, it's a book that you liked. You would stay on this book. They would continue to have that money from you if it was just a monthly book. If they had to come out every month for three ninety nine, I probably would keep picking it up. But two issues a month for three ninety nine is a little bit too much. And that's the thing, like. Well, Marvel I, isn't going to do it weekly, though. They're going to do it strongly. Yeah. So they double joke. issue everything. Double ship everything. So. But when you're looking in your wallet and you're just like, what books am I going to pick up this week? That was a complaint way back in the day with Marvel Knights 4 uh, with Steve McNiven on it. He's like, yeah, I think I'm doing really good. And all of a sudden they double ship my book. And then I'm, not, I'm suddenly behind again. I thought I was ahead. Like, that was the one of the first... First talks that I ever had with a comic book, yeah, like artist, and he was talking about, yeah, you know, I, I think I'm doing good. I think I can keep up and have family time and everything, and I think I can take, you know, a little break. And all of a sudden, they double ship my book, and it's like, oh, I guess I can't take this week off. So, anyways. Well, you know, it doesn't take a week off. A dramatic reading from the Bang Boardcast. And now, a bagged and bored dramatic reading from Nova, number six, page eight, panel one. Fuck. That's a lot. Of course, like, number three would have been baddest. Well, (laughs) you got panel one. I got panel one. I looked at that one first, and I'm like, wow, that's a lot of words. Too late. Don't you think you should clean up that mess before you go flying off to the moon? Mom, I'm a Nova now. That means I'm a superhero. Marvin the and, and superhero, because I've used all my voices in all our Christmas specials. This is all I got left. 
and superheroes do things <laughs> like fly to the moon, and I don't know, pretend they don't know about Skate Park because they have a secret identity. A secret identity? You're 14 years old. What do you know about keeping a secret? It kind of went into Skeletor there. I'm sorry. (laughs) You just told me you've been flying to the moon to talk to a giant bald guy. You don't think maybe that should have been a secret? We ruined the illusion there of breaking character constantly there, John. You should have picked the one that said, like, Sam? Sam? I didn't read the page. <laughs> but you, that, just, you just look and pick it. You look and pick it. That's what I did. And that was a dramatic reading from Nova, number six, from the Bagging Boardcast. After all that reading, I think John needs another beer. He does. I do. And this beer is from the brewery. The brewery. It's kind of like the pub that I used to go to after work. Called was, the pub? Yeah, it was just called but the pub. But this isn't, it's not brewery spelled normally. Yeah, it's, it's like the German spelling of it. B-R-U-E-R-Y. And this is their white oak. It's a 50% ale and 50% ale aged in bourbon barrels. Right on the nose, you get that bourbon aged. Like, it's got that bourbon aged. Yeah, you it. can kind of, like, you can smell the alcohol on it, oh. too. John and I, we, we had a, a shot of bourbon. Before the podcast, before the podcast started. started, we also had a rye and rye. We all had a rye. Yeah, we and drank a little bit before we started because we had to read the book. Chris did a shot too, though. Yeah, I did. he did a shot. There's a Captain Pack. Morgan, like yeah. yeah but uh, I'm not gonna, you know, that 50 percent not being aged in bourbon is really sticking out. I'm not getting but any of the bourbon. You though. get a really you get nice it at the back end. You get like you get that alcoholiness on the end there. I have drank like a lingers. lot, so maybe I'm missing it. Because it, it clings it. to the tongue right at the very back end. Like, after you actually take your sip, you swallow, and then it it's kind of like, hey, don't forget about me. I'm the, I'm the other 50%. We are the 50%, Paul. <laughs> I figured you were going to. I had to at that point. I was going to go I had to at that point. You do get the vanilla in there. You do get a lot of the alcohol, though. Yeah. And uh, this beer says it can be aged up to two years, and I imagine a year of aging to that two years. Do we have another one? No. No. This is it? We could get, I mean. No. I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm okay. I I am too, but I'm just saying, like, we could get it with 20% off. Yeah, but. Yeah, there's not 20% there that I want. I don't need it Uh, again later. Yeah, no, I agree. I was excited for this one, too. Yeah, this is one that you picked out. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I suck. I, it's, no, it's, okay. it's still a good know. beer. Yeah, it's not like, bad at all. I I, no, I have no problem it. drinking it. I'm gonna finish yeah. it, unlike the the yeah. mango. Well, the mango. I would really you rate this enjoy. higher than the mango? Though I put the um, mango higher. I would probably give this a three, and I gave the founders mango a three point five. Okay, that that's right. What I would do, like I'll drink this because it's not just. This is drinkable while the other one was sippable. Yeah. Like, this one I'm okay with going a little bit harder into it because I don't have that habanero pepper on the back uh, yeah. there. Like, that just, it fills my mouth, and that, that's all I can taste for a while after. And I'm kind of wondering if that's why I didn't like that uh, Oligosh one a little bit more because I could still taste habanero. But No, because I hadn't had, I had gone a while 
without having it. And the, I mean, I just got a little bit of malt off the Oligosh. It really had nothing. It had nothing going on to it. Yeah, this this is more like the Oligosh than the Habanero one, where I'm like, yeah, I don't really get any yolk. Maybe it's because I drank a lot, and now my palate might just be dead. But I'm not getting much from this at all. It's 2.5, if anything. Mm. I think it's a little bit more drinkable than that. I actually, after talking about it a little bit more, I bumped it up to a 3.5. Because if I saw this and the mango mm-hmm. on tap somewhere right next to each other... You'd go with this? I'd go with this over because it's more drinkable. I'd go with the mango just because I would love to see how it is on tap. See, the mango, it had everything I would want from it right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need it to be more than it was, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it would probably be good, but it's... It was what I expected. You, got a, you do have a... You get a really nice vanilla. It's got a really nice nose, too. It's got a nice nose, but... Take a bigger sip, Paul. It's, what's don't, that movie don't be stingy. With, what's that movie with... Vanilla uh, Sky? No, with uh, Steve Martin. Pinocchio. With the really long nose, and um, he's trying to impress the woman. Oh, it's like the uh, Cyrano, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Roxanne. Ra- yeah, yeah, Roxanne. Roxanne. Yeah, it's Cyrano and... Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It, t- it took me a little bit to get there. <laughs> It's really got. I mean, like right now on my on my tongue, I've I've had the sip like the back of my tongue. Tingles. I just have a really it's nice a tingling, little tingle. It's a tingle. It's like having pop rocks back there. Tingle. Uh, it's got just a really nice vanilla to it. I do get more. You have to take a really big gulp of this beer to get that really like kind of. Tingle. I, I haven't been taking yeah, that. I haven't been, I haven't been taking big. that big sips. Maybe you're just. Maybe that mango habanero really killed you. Yeah, maybe. Because it's really... I think the more you drink this and the more you're getting those taste buds away from that habanero, yeah. like you might really get a little bit more of this because it, it is... It, I wouldn't say it's, like, delicious, but it's got a really nice taste to it. Like, that vanilla is really yeah. nice. It's really... It's pleasant. Yeah. And, you know, this isn't one of their... This is one of their cheaper beers. It's not one of their, mm-hmm. the brewery's bigger beers. So for just like um, their kind of normal beer that's aged, you know, half in oak or half in bourbon barrels, like it's got a really nice, pleasant taste to it. Well, you know what I, I think? I think this was like 12 bucks. You know what I think is pleasant? Our books. Our books. What we have here is the sequel to the New York Times best-selling Superman Earth One, Volume One. Yeah, but you could be best-selling for like one day out of the week and call yourself a best-selling. Well, yes, yeah. it was still a number one bestseller, even for a day. It's a comic book. Like, let's yeah. be honest here. Like, that's that's something. It was at number one it's, for the day for comic books. It's well, a. No, it's, I don't think they break it down. It's just the New York Times bestsellers. This was number one for a requisite number of time to be able to call itself a New York Times bestseller. Listeners, write us in. Let us know the breakdowns of New York Times bestsellers. But what we have here is a uh, Superman Earth One Volume Two by J. Mokstrzynski, art by Shane Davis. Congratulations on saying the whole name. I usually just go JMS. JMS. I I could, but we're an informative podcast sometimes, and I want now to be one of those times. <laughs> um, but it has been two years since the first one came out, mm-hmm. and in that time we got well, Batman. Now it's Actually, been three years. it's a, yeah, so yeah it's, technically we, now yeah, we've, you've had this 13. for almost a year now. 
Well, it's been out for almost a year. Yeah, yeah. but Chris got it when it oh, came really? out. I, I got it when it came out, and then we sat on it for a little while because we weren't doing too many of the uh, trade policies. We were waiting for it to hatch. <laughs> but we have it. It's here now. We're going to talk about it. This is continuing the story of a young Clark Kent. Just really telling the story of a Clark Kent. And then there's some Superman stuff in here, too. Yeah, it's uh, him trying to figure out how to be to follow up his his landmark uh, article about his interview with Superman at the Daily Planet. That got him the job at the mm-hmm. Daily Planet. And he goes about doing it in a way that's very human, because he's telling the story of just some dude in his apartment complex. He does the human interest piece, and Perry White's like, yeah, it's a great article, but... It's a feature. It's not a. It's not yeah. news. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's him trying to figure out how to fit in, and it's all of this issue is basically looking at his past and how. How do I fit in? As because I'm, this is a Superman. Unlike other books that I've read with dealing with Superman, where he is definitely feeling he is still an alien. He is still not human. Other Superman I read, it's like, no, Mom Bob Kent brought him up. He is he is one of us. He just has powers. This is no, everybody else is weak and fragile and could die at any second giving the wrong decision. I am not that. I am almighty. <laughs> I am godlike in my power and then you have parasite introduced and in now this. we're exactly yeah and w- while i was reading this i'm like man who is this parasite how did he become parasite because i missed that one page of the electric shock and then suddenly he's a monster and i'm like oh so a serial killer who was a hired gun i'm guessing because he's getting paid and he's getting paid well. For he's it. getting paid to steal secrets from Star Labs, uh-huh. and he buddied up to one of the Star Lab people who also like to see he, who, violence and things happen. He was a snuff film fan. Yeah, and he was recording. He recorded the guy. One of the... What, uh, what's Parasite's real name? I don't remember. Ray. Ray. Ray something. He yeah. recorded Ray being sick and malicious, and uh, that pissed Ray off a little bit, so he blew him up. So I kept on thinking that, because I read that page, and I, for whatever reason, I kept on like thinking, oh, it was the guy that died in that explosion. He's now Parasite. And I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. You skipped like, like three pages. For whatever reason, while I was reading the book, that one page stuck together. Were you reading of, the book while you're cooking hot dogs? No. I read the you beginning outside? part. You're reading I read or... that part because I got to work early, so I finished like almost half the book in the parking lot of my work. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, him breaking into Star Labs, I read that part. He runs away from the cops. That very next page is the one that I missed, where he gets zapped by electricity, he's and then through. you see, yeah, then you see his hands come out that are mutated. And that's that's it. And then all I'm supposed to know that he's a parasite from that. I got it. Yep. I yeah, missed that one page. Well, no, he, he gets trapped inside 
And yeah. then like, there's the countdown. Right, I missed that page for whatever reason. But you see him getting chased by the cops. I see him so, get chased by the cops. But to see the hands coming out, you would have to just skip this page. They like they don't stick together or anything. I, skip, I think he skipped both pages. I skipped he skipped ba- pages. both pages. No, not that. No, I got that. I saw him running away. You see him running away from the cops. For whatever reason. And then he and totally then, just... But then him. you see his hands, so you would have to have just looked past this page where he actually gets stuck right. in there. But if you, two pages were to stick together, Chris, yes. how would they stick together? Yeah, Like this. Yeah. But you said you saw his hands. No, he went no, back no, and I saw his hands. Okay, and then I saw his hands. I'm sorry. So, if you miss those two pages... Who's Parasite? What's going on? <laughs> I got, got confused. I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear that. For whatever reason. Just... Paul's confusion confused you. Yeah, it did. I know. <laughs> it's all very confusing. Nobody else in the world. Nobody else would have this problem but Paul. <laughs> Except for me. And it wasn't a big problem because I did go back and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, this is either horrible storytelling or I missed something. Let me go back. And I did. That's like because you're reading it in your car and you look up and you're like, look at that fucking squirrel. And then you like, you look back in your you book and you turn I the page. I saw him like, it was a page. That's where I stopped. I'm like, okay, this guy's now running away from the cops. Good place to stop. I got a minute to walk into work before I'm late. I'm going to walk into work now. <laughs> and then, you know, I come back out and I go, you know, come back out and I'm driving and I'm stuck at, in traffic and I'm like, I'm going to read some more Superman while I'm stuck in traffic. Why not? Why not? And for whatever reason, I'm like, okay, that's the guy getting running away from the cops. Next page after that. All right, start reading. Make, okay, it. makes right. sense. And then I came home, and I'm reading, and I'm like, dude, I'm not getting this. Like, who is this Parasite guy? But you get Parasite. I do get Parasite. And he's there. Sorry, listeners, that was a really long <laughs> No, that's nobody else. Will well, ever no, we, have can, a we, can, with. we can kind of circle back because I think that's where it's Everything smart. Happens quickly. It's smart to bring in Parasite now because he is what grounds Clark Kent mm-hmm. to be like this. This is what it's like to be human now. While yeah. this human is no longer human and losing, Who learns how awesome it is to have all the powers of super. Exactly, like he's like regressing while he moves forwards. Mm-hmm. And he's having like those flashbacks to his wife or girlfriend or whatever it was. I haven't read this since May. Sister. S- was it his sister? Yeah. Fuck. I haven't read this since May. So Superman moves into an apartment. An apartment. Apartment full of sluts. <laughs> or slut. <laughs> Who is the classic, only in comic books are media, pretty woman. Well, only in... Or- only in Superman, she's also red-haired, and her name is, like, LL. Yeah, yeah. She's it's like Lisa... Lisa LaSalle, or something. Lisa LaSalle. Yeah. Which I, I had a double-do-double-take, so I was like, does that say Lisa LaSalle? Because you dated one, which actually is <laughs> really <Lisa> funny <laughs> now. I did she not even red-headed. catch that. And she was definitely not built was... like this girl. Nope! Well, maybe in the boob size. <laughs> Moving on. Moving, Moving on. on. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's constantly there. And meanwhile, you have Lois Lane kind of getting on the case of Clark Kent, too. Yeah. Not on like she's like on the case of him, but she's like, no, this dude's always been average. Who's that average? Yeah. Who, why would what? Superman give an interview to this guy? To this, yeah. To this, she doesn't like that he won upped her somehow, yeah. you know, in that way. So she has to figure it out 
and basically it seems like she wants to totally crush him and get rid of yeah. him. The girls She's in this threatened. book get a little short-shifted. Because it's a very... You're, you're either sluts or... Or you're a bitch. Uh, you yeah. know what? But I... And I'm like, to me, wow. To me, that seems Lois Lane. You're either I a slut not, or a no, bitch. I can no. understand that. Like, just trying to get to be like, why why him? Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's like, if, you if, want if, Lois not, Lane. if not me, why this guy? And then she tries to figure it out. And then the mystery is... Then she's the reporter and she's like, yeah. Well, yeah. this guy is like constantly a C average. Like, and then she goes into investigation mode. And it's like, no, it's no, very this much guy's like really you smart. get in Man of Steel pre Man of Steel. Yeah, where, where Lois, Lois Lane, Lane figures like, it out. Yeah, she's doing she's detective not, work. She's going to be like, you know what? Hey, I know it, but I don't want to know it. So we're cool. We cool. We cool. We cool. We cool. We cool. But this Lois Lane isn't like, no, no. (laughs) Hey, I'm making the decision to be like, (laughs) I'm powerful and I'm strong enough to keep the secret with you. It's this Lois Lane is no, no. There's something there, and all of a sudden she's like, I don't need to know it. And and that I I feel that hollow that rings (laughs) that rings hollow for me. Yeah. it's like her putting away the file. Because yeah, she if puts she's away the like file. so driven, because Lois Lane is that driven character. She wants to get ahead. Do you yeah. think it... She wants... It's like, wait, why would she suddenly stop now? Because she overheard like half a conversation with Now, her do you think, her? kind of to turn this around, do you think that kind of harkens to the whole Riddler thing, where it's like, what good is the answer to a Riddler, to a riddle that everyone knows? Like, mm-hmm. okay, after you break the story, what else can you do? You You've revealed Superman. What do you do after that? How do you get that next story up on up on the wall? Uh, with Lois Lane, that would be her challenge, and she would live for that challenge. And do you think it's possible? Maybe she realized that you you can't well, you can't top that. She doesn't know where Clark Kent is going at this mm-hmm. point. It's she's not at the point where oh, if I connect these two dots, it's obvious that it's either he is Superman. Or he is really what he appears to be. I think she's she, still far away enough. To me, it seems like she'd figured out who he was. Really? I, I feel like yeah. she's far away enough from like either he's Superman or he is actually just Clark Kent. Because well. I mean, have, it, like her her change of it's it's weird because like her total. Flip is when he's trying to write that human interest piece, mm-hmm. and she hears Perry kind of ripping him a new one. Yeah, and that's where she changed. But I, it, it's it's hard it, to it's say. Him saying, "Hey, you're too compassionate right now. You need to be that hard-nosed reporter." And then hers being like, "Whoa, I've been a hard-nosed reporter and haven't been compassionate enough. This is this is his life. Maybe I shouldn't be." Poking yeah, I it, it it it's I don't it's how you you can read into it, um, but you do see him see that she has a secret file on yeah. him, and that kind of you can see that yeah, kind of yeah. pisses him off. A little bit. And she saw him like she sees him destroy that stapler with his mm-hmm. hand. So well, he she hears the sound. The straight stapler's destroyed. It's still in his hands. She doesn't see him like 
crush physically crush it. But that's an interesting point you bring up. He he is obviously annoyed by her keeping a pile. This is a Superman, which I think DC has been trying to do, where we see him have very human emotions. When what, he goes to yeah. uh, the made up country. Yeah, it's, it's another like foreign Mozambique. country. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, Don't use a real country's name. Say like Brozambique. <laughs> <laughs> Brozambique that's taken over by a dictator that keeps on having and, false elections. And, and the dictator's just kind of like, no, no. This, this is what I do. the biggest guns has the power. And then you who, just have who him, has the guns makes the rules. And then you have Superman just be like, you don't know what power is. And then just flash fries him. Yeah, because that's what he wants to be able to do. It's like we get to see Superman like angry and take out his powers, but not really because he just thinks it. And that's a very human thing to do. Borata. Borata. Oh, yeah. That's not so made up. Brozambique sounds better. <laughs> Brozambique does sound better. So at Brozambique, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we've all had that moment where yeah. we're listening to our boss rip a new one into <clears throat> us, and we're like, put my foot down your throat. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. but we're, we're waiting on that customer. But here's the thing. It's, it is that human side of him wins out, though. The, the more compassionate and like, well, if I do I get, this, everybody will die. Like, where do yeah. I start? And he's like, this is better judgment. The better, the angels outscream the demons. Yeah. Isn't it, he just, he leaves. To do West Wing references. Uh, and he just leaves and takes off and doesn't cause mass killings and genocide until the end of the book. <laughs> but we get a very, uh, but he takes out those guards so those guys get to that point without anyone who could be... He doesn't even take out the guards. He just lets the guards run out of ammunition on him. On him. But he he does it so the only person that he knows who is totally guilty mm-hmm. gets their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't let anyone else who could have just been threatened or following the orders because of well, fear retaliation... Rebels. Firing those guns, John, and he's saying that every gun bullet you hear fired is a vote against you. Those are being fired at somebody. <laughs> They're not being fired into the air. They could a be Fourth of July celebration. They could be. No, not the way it was written. <laughs> not the way it was written. It sounds like everybody in his personal family is getting assassinated. And I Superman. wouldn't say his personal no, I, family. It, it I mean, was in, written more like th- they're killing people. Yeah, they are killing somebody. Superman is standing there, and they are killing people as he's lecturing this. But that's far and away from the overall. Yeah, story. we're not even talking about all the parasite stuff. <laughs> so honestly, the parasite well, stuff is just parasite stuff. It, it's, it's nothing new. It's very much just your regular. Like superhero stuff because yeah. it's okay. Superman's met with this villain that's sapping his powers. Mm-hmm. Was he gets a like Kryptonian battle suit? Yeah, he yeah he's got the spaceship that the spaceship can, and he's like, hey, I need to you're build my this fortress of solitude. Yeah. Can you like build this? You're... It's very comic booky in that, and yeah. it's that's my biggest complaint about Superman is it's always he has to meet someone that's stronger than him. 
but then he just winds up beating them anyways. And it's the Clark Kent stuff that makes it interesting. That's what makes it readable. That's what you want to mm-hmm. see. And and they do have this. And even, like... Clark Kent stuff when he's in with the... With, se- with sexy lady? Like, it, it's awkward. I, I start it's awkward, but it's Star awkward Wars. for him because yeah. he had that sit-down with his father, and his father's like, I don't know if you're going to have sex with a woman. Where they actually... He actually quotes the thing. Man of steel, woman of tissue paper. <laughs> like, wow, he just totally ripped. Like, wow, he. It's like somebody directly quoting women in the refrigerators at this point, I think. Right? Like, it's yeah. like. Uh, it was just. I don't know, man. Like, but you gotta think it's so that. It's comic booky it, for you to move that, into a house that's just like, nope. Slutty slut slut time. It when when I read that it made me go it made me think of Brody from Mallrats where it's like Yeah. Superman couldn't do that. The only person who could do that would be Wonder Woman. Or if he wore a kryptonite condom, but that would kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it it had that moment of It wouldn't it, kill him, it would just make him a minute man. But it would I mean it's something that you do have to think about. It's on it's on his mind. <laughs> right? Why well, wouldn't it be? Because that's something that Clark Kent or that human but side of him go when he becomes human and is beaten up well not human but when he's drained of all his powers and he's basically going to pass out he doesn't go to his own room he goes to the slutty slut room he goes to somebody that can the only person that he knows yeah it, it really is it's the only person that he knows that he can go to She's, she's the only one that's had any kind of human contact with him. And he shows up at her door. Which it's is, not, like, right across the hall. Yeah, it, It's not going to be... He's in 2C, she's in 2B, as in not to be. But Line from the comic, Chris. Don't I laugh know, at I me. It's, she shows, or he shows up at her door. She's going to take care of him. If he shows up at the emergency room or something, that's just going to be warning bells. It's going to be trouble. So, I don't think that was outside, because so. he might not. But then Superman, when the he's like getting wakes up and it's like, oh, now I'm getting back my powers because I can see your next ray vision. Why couldn't I wake up a half hour earlier? It's it wasn't like, strong enough to. Yeah. No, it's like I, I don't uh, know. You know. Yeah. You know, it's I, just, I like that kind of moment where it was yeah, that thing I like that's that like a moment for him, but but for her, the only other no, it's a, it's a crappy moment was, for her because she's like, oh my god, this guy came to me when he was like half dead. Does he like me? And he was like, bye, bitch, zoom, because <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh my god, like he totally just blows her off. Yeah, he keeps on blowing her off. The first date that they have, she is so friend zoned. <laughs> yeah, like the first date. That they have to go see Rocky Horror Picture Show, and she's like, yeah, I cut out the bottoms of my pockets so I can, you know, move during the movie theater. It's like, what? She comes on really strong, but she's someone in some way that does need protecting, and he does do that kind of protecting. I mean, it's... Yeah, but it's not a... The only other female character we get is a real bitch in this. And See, the other one is a real I don't, slut that the needs one, protecting I, I have, except male power say, fantasy. I, I have to say, she is the the character is kind of slutty. Yeah. But Lois yeah. Lane, like, 
she's bitchy, but it's exactly how I would picture Lois Lane. Like that that yeah. is Lois Lane. Right. Like I, I wouldn't say like, bitchy, I just go Lois Lane. Like I would want somebody another female character for Clark to run into. Who who else who can he have? His mom? Who else can you have that in isn't, I mean, here's the thing that is that isn't just well, you, there's, honestly you a have whore the Luthers at the end. Right. Yeah, there, that also I forgot gets about naked them. that walks around. They're married. They're married. Yeah, you don't it's... have naked time with your wife? I do, but You're not are you scient no, you're not scientists. I'm not scientists. But the thing but is, she doesn't seem bitchy or slutty. In the comic, this comic book, the only females we, characters we get show up naked, are whores, or a bitch. Like it's there's no real like deep. I I think those moments between I where think, they show a heroism, where they show anything, you know. A real but it's about it's character. one That's thing. One thing it's yeah. what it's a what 125 pages. Under, yeah, 125 pages. And it's all about Superman. And it's all about Superman. And I mean, if you have more time to really expand on all this stuff, and who knows what you're gonna get in volume three, but this book moves boom, 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 boom. But it's still enough in there as fast as it's going, and you know. Getting, getting the computer, you need to get me this suit. I don't care. Like, and then going and doing there stuff. It was actually a really funny moment. And I, then I did enjoy the, like, uh, him saying, like, well, let me finish the sentence about me saying, I will die. When you say it, it feels like there should be a music stinger of bum, 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 bum. And then the computer and does. And then, like, <laughs> uh, well, go into, go ahead, the suit's ready. It might cause a moment of discomfort. But I mean, for everything that happens in this book, it it's feels a quick read. It's it's a quick yeah. read, but it feels longer. I read it, in traffic. it feels longer than it is. Like it really moves pretty smooth with everything that happens in this book, and it ties up all those ends as well. And it is a good story. I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. They announced and solicited Volume Three. I'm there. I'll order it. I, I'm I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it. I really like J. Michael Sarsinski. I I like Shane Davis writing on this. Art. Yeah, Shane so, Davis. I the reason I knew him is from his stuff on Green Lantern because he did the Agent Orange okay. arc, and he's currently on the book with Robert Venditti. And seeing him like. Back on Superman because I haven't read the Earth One Volume One since we talked about it. I was like, I feel like a lot two of years ago. Faces are yeah. very similar. You can, like, unfortunately, the, you can say that about that, yeah a lot of comic book artists. It is one of the like mainstay complaints. Like the couple that gets assassinated by who will become Parasite. I'm thinking that the heroin addict was the other guy. Was the guy there? Yeah, but, I mean because he's got sideburns. Yeah, and the hair's long, just like this heroin guy but no i don't think it is supposed I, to be but maybe it is i don't know i it's can't never really tied up i can't fault him i the think girl, he does the girl good character slut, still like like lois lane i don't know i i like him hair. this just might not be you, his rpg pal swaps his artwork for parasite is awesome and yeah. in the i forgot about this in and the, the back, more powerful he gets the he yeah. gets teeth you know, they get more and like more. Those weird, like, yellow orb things that he has on his back. Looking at his character sketches, I'm like, this guy 
draws great monster stuff. And then yeah. I remembered seeing all of his aliens from Agent Orange. Okay, yeah. And I was like, he's right. Seeing his stuff on Green Lantern out, he does very well. Well, and the, he, I like the look. I like how comic booky yet photorealistic. Like it's got a realism, but it's I, not, I think a lot of that's in the coloring too. But it's not. It's not letterboxed. It's that comic book realism that I really do enjoy. Yeah, like, like kind of like yeah. Steve McNiven-ish. Yeah. Not as yeah. good as Steve McNiven, but it does well, have that. I would put it up there. I, I, I think it's good. It I think level, it's good, but, but it's not, it's not at that level. And like Steve McNiven's Steve a lot cleaner. Yeah, it is. But Steve McNiven has the same thing where his a lot of his characters look very similar. Yeah. Like when we saw his Two Face, it's like. Oh, it's Mr. Fantastic as Two Face. It's like, yeah, you know. Um, but like the the parasite, he does have the he does have like these kind of yeah, bulky he's... orb things. But the stronger he gets, he actually gets like fangs in between mm-hmm. all of those orb things, and he looks the more juiced up he gets, the more really badass he looks. And you know, it kind of is that yeah, like the, the weaker really he is, he design. he looks like you could easily just beat him but when he's at his that full power that he sucked from superman like he's super badass looking yeah i think it's great i just it's wanted good. to see one of those yellow things pop because <laughs> you know it's like one of those zits that you have and you're just like oh, I wish it's it when you're talking to away. someone and they got that zit yeah. on their oh. face and you just <laughs> want to reach up and just go Pfft. yeah and that's what this parasite is it's just He's just covered in these yellow pustules. I, I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, Parasite is just a guy, a purple guy in the yeah. normal books. And then you see, like, the all-star Superman where he's that Parasite, but then he just gets really, like, rotund off of mm-hmm. souping, you know, kind of taking in that energy or that power. And uh, I, it, it, I think it's a, a hard creation to create, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing him go from that more meeker... Yeah. Almost zombie esque kind of character to and that more like powered in, up version. I think he. Go ahead. And just so like in uh, Secret Origins, he's the most like tied down to earth like kind of villain that you can really get other than Lex Luthor in the Superman mythos. Because if you're just introducing Superman and trying to make it more down to earth and like realistic. You can't introduce Mr. Mixapicolic. You can't introduce really the other earthly Zod or the Collector. Yeah. Or yeah, I think it, big thing here too is he does a good job of differentiating Clark Kent from Superman. Just yeah, it is one of those things like looking at his Superman versus the Clark Kent, like just comparing the two of them in the panels. A lot of it's in the hair and the glasses. Like, that's all that differentiates the two. But he he does it well because this is a younger Clark Kent. This is a younger Superman. And there is kind of that just – he's not strong yet. Yeah. And you you he, get that from – He he hasn't he hasn't learned at all. And, and it is it's – a, it's a really that good – like Christopher Reeves there too. But it's, it's not much different from that face. It's – it is a really good Superman book. Like, I I really enjoyed the first one, even though two years later I'm struggling to remember what happened in it, except yeah. for like 
the beginning that really yeah. struck me as, different. you know, different. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess he could. He could do all these things. Like, what does he want to do? Um, it's, it's this idea that Superman isn't just physically powerful. He's also mentally powerful, too. It, and he's he just, could get straight A's if he wanted to. And he's a a person, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you, and they really do a good job of bringing that kind of person and having those human emotions... Just having those human emotions, you know, it, and that that was the thing too. Like I enjoyed Superman Earth One Volume One, and then we read Batman Earth One Volume One, and I was like, I don't remember too much about Superman, but I know I liked it more. And reading Volume Two of Superman, I was like, I still don't remember too much from Volume One, but this was better than Batman, which I remember wasn't as good as Superman. Yeah. Uh, I think I think both of these are better than the Batman. The Batman. Um, I mean, the Batman. It had its it had its moments. Like so, I some ideas. I yeah. It, the ideas I liked Your more. Zero's better. I the ideas I liked more than what the book actually was, mm-hmm. and like having the the way they had Alfred worked. Like I liked that, but. Yeah, I I do really enjoy the the Earth One Superman, and yeah, I'm I'm there for three because it's gonna be Luther and his wife heavy, and Luther doesn't even like. I love that that Luther doesn't even give a shit about Superman. Like, I got better things to do, but you know, it totally is gonna be his. To me, you're gonna see him getting frustrated. I I basically I basically see it's his his wife's gonna die by her own accord. Or probably because of him, and he's going to blame it on Superman. And, I mean... You it, know why? Because women in refrigerators... Well, they could flip-flop it. They probably won't, but they could flip-flop it. They could flip-flop it. Because she seems... I think that would be more interesting. She seems more yeah. of that almost diabolical... If it does turn out... If it does turn out that she's the one that dies, and that's what turns Lex, it is basically... Women in refrigerators. Yeah, but I think, but I think instead of, I think it's going to be more her fault than it is. I'm just, I'm just the superhero's boyfriend, and I'm killed to make him a superhero or her, or him a A supervillain. I think it's going to be more her fault or his fault, and he can't fess up to that, so he's going to blame Superman. But who knows? I mean, they could do anything. Like, I mean, her name is Alex. Alex, yeah, something like that. Alexia or Alexandrea, yeah, yeah, Luther. I know. I they haven't announced a volume three yet. I hope they do because I do enjoy this. If they announced a volume two of Batman, I would still probably pick it up because this is something that I can appreciate. Mm -hmm. It's something that I'll I'll read because it's like it's not the norm. The art in. Earth One Batman was really Gary good. Frank, man. Yeah. I like that more on Superman's Secret Origins than Batman Year One, though. Uh, but, you know, I was getting Christopher Reeve's Superman and Argo Kidder. Uh, but which was which was insane that Gary Frank was able to draw them that close. Yeah, yeah he... It was basically insanity. Much like the beer we're going to be drinking next. And this is a beer we added last minute because I said, hey, we can drink another beer because we're reviewing two trade-in policies. 
we should review one between those. And I'm sharing from our beer draft, uh, Insanity. This is a, a barley wine aged in oak barrels from Weyerbacher out of uh, Pennsylvania. I don't... <laughs> Paul just had a big fart. <laughs> After an hour and a half of listening to us, and drinking a lot of weird. a lot of beer, things get weird. Uh, this is eleven point one percent alcohol. Wow, um, really? Yeah, eleven point one. Eleven point one. That's the biggest of the night. Because I think the white oak was what ten. White oak was. I just saw it. You just saw it, but you can't see it now. Eleven point five. What? 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 Eleven point five. We started recording Damn. this episode on Friday. It is now Saturday. Hey, time zones. And uh, we've drank a lot of beers, so things will I'm get so, loopy. No, I'm still fine. Uh, we've drank more on I regular little, nights. I feel a little loopy. You guys I, I had, suck. I had like a peanut butter jelly sandwich for lunch, that hot dog and ear of corn. I had dinner. sushi with Ed. Hey. From the podcast, Ed. Hey, Ed. Hey, hey Ed. Didn't review us. <laughs> you should. He did. Did he? Yeah, it's a podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. Other listeners. But yes, so um, we got another beer. For a barley wine aged in oak barrels, it tastes like a barley wine. Like, you don't, like, you get some. You get that. A little of that bourbon aged on the very back end. It's just oak aged. Oak barrels. Yeah, I don't get much vanilla. I do get that woodiness. That's just on the back there. Woody, woody, wood. But it's good. I, it's I can, good. Yeah. Uh, you we, know, for barley wine, I, I put this up there. I put it at a three. I like, guess not the best I've had. Yeah. But I, I enjoy it. It's better I, than I thought it was going to be because I haven't liked anything else from Weyerbacher. I haven't either. Remember, we got yeah. that last year. We got, like, their Oktoberfest. And, and also their and American. Their, and anything from, like, their uh, Wolvers, which is their organic. No. The, the, I, Wolvers, I believe, Wolvers is owned by is, uh, Otter uh, Creek. Otter Creek. Is it Otter yeah, Creek? Yeah. Oh, that's shitty no matter who does it. But yeah, um, it is. I'm sorry, no, Paul. I had a thesis going in. I don't care what you say. My thesis is solid. It, it stands true, but <laughs> Weyerbacher is still crummy. You don't. But this is good. This is good. You don't get that 11 percent alcohol. I mean, you don't there's get that warmness going uh, on. I don't really get. I don't get too much of a like. There's I, a little bit of a warmness, but I don't I got, get that alcohol. My I got capillaries more, are. I got more bursting. warmth from the mango magnifico. Well, yeah. I don't like for eleven point one. You don't kind of warm. You don't get. You don't get alcohol. You get a nice flavored barley wine. Yeah, yeah we've had a lot more like that dragon bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you would say from. Yeah, I don't Far get less dragon beers. breath, but I do get a warmness. But that might be because I shouldn't. There's no way I'm legally allowed to be behind any kind of motor vehicle, even a forklift. So you don't have a license for a forklift, the, so you shouldn't be behind the, the wheel. If the FCC one, Paul. decided to ever regulate podcasts, I should not be behind the <laughs> mic. Right I should not be behind the mic, and I shouldn't be uploading this podcast. <laughs> Basically. Um, it's. It's not a, it's not, it's not bad for barley wines. Yes, we've had more for barrel aged barley wines. We've had better. Yeah. But it's, but it's a, it's good. It's solid. It's a very solid barley wine. And this wine. is probably, I'd, I'd probably say this might be about a year, year old. Cause Mike mm-hmm. probably had it in his cellar for a while and then threw it to us for one of those extra beers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Mike. Right? You're a true fender, friend of the ah, podcast. Glad this was aged a little bit then, because... Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it, I think, I think it probably... It, it might have been a lot stronger. And I'm only assuming, but I'm probably assuming pretty correctly. Yeah. Because I think he knows he knows educated. that I like barley wine, so he probably threw it in there. Educated the assumptions, yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it's good. And you know what else I thought was good was the next trade and policy we're gonna review. We're talking about the first six issues of Jason Aaron's and Asid Rivik's Thor, God of Thunder from Marvel Comics. Uh, so this is issues one through six. It is basically the tale of three Thors. The past pre... Pre-Mjolnir Thor. Thor. The avenging Thor. The present Thor. Yeah. The and Thor then the final doing. god Thor. Yeah. The Thor two Ba-na-na-bum. millennia from now. Who... It was... Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Because that's final Thor down. Final Thor down? Um, I really like, I really really like, I really like the first issue, but it was that, that last bit with Thor, the old Thor, where he's like, bring me my arm. I forgot. There's nobody else here. (laughs) And then he has like the destroyer's arm, like attached to him. And he's got the one eye, like his father. Mm-hmm. He's got the beard, and even later on in the book, when Thor, present day Thor, meets up with old Thor, he thinks it's his father. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I did really like the book, but to get in, yeah, because because what we have here is the story of someone going around killing gods. Yeah, because there's multiples in the Marvel universe. They're definitely a polytheistic. Yeah. Publisher. There is many a thea, uh, pantheon. There's there's many a pantheon of gods, and something's going around killing them all. And it's not in an animalistic style. It's thought out. It's well executed. We They've are, killed and they're moved not just out. killing. It's surgical, butchering. butchering. And that's there's definitely and, that word keep on coming up. And, and, and Thor and gives them the name is the the butcher the, of gods, the butcherer of gods. Yeah, and it's Thor. Crossing paths with this butcher within the past, present, and the future. Yeah, he's re- basically as our Thor. He's time machining it. Yeah, he's remembering back to the past where he's like, I shouldn't have kept this a secret. This is this is a mistake I made coming back to bite me in the ass right now. And I should have made sure he was dead. Yeah, because if I don't solve this right now... This is the future I will end up with. And that's what we see in the old Thor. And man, that old Thor is beaten down and does not care for anything he except... just wants death and they won't give it to him. An honorable death of him meeting it on the battlefield. And he he can't get it. But that comes like four issues in. Yeah. This... I've never been a Thor fan. And when we saw the Thor movie, I was like, yeah, if the Thor comic book was like this, I'd probably read Thor. And now there's a Thor comic book that I was like, man, this is a great <laughs> Thor comic book. I should be reading Thor, God of Thunder. Yeah. Because I don't want to read Thor or 
like Journey into Mystery or I hear good things about Journey into Mystery. I, I heard, yeah, me too. I heard good things about it. It's just but, like I keep reading the solicitations to it too, and I'm like, it's too far into the series for me to pick up this book. Well, I'm I'm in the boat it's right now here. where Kieran Gillian was writing it, and now he's writing Young Avengers, and they're calling back to stuff that happened in the Journey into Mystery, and I'm like, oh, I should pick that up, but I can't. But I just get to try. But I could. You could. I could. Time machines. But I don't need to. But I don't want to. But. This but this is, is to go, kind of go back, not to cut you off. Go ahead. This is a Thor book that I was like, wow, I should be reading Thor. And it kind of, it really, it it reminds me, especially with the young Thor of Northlanders. Yeah. Yeah. Northlanders. Well, because it's all him just Thor. hanging out with Vikings being like, and then I kill this guy. Hey, bring me more ale. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to have sex with a couple more women in your village. Okay. Uh, Before we go on any further, further, which is your favorite Thor? Old Thor. Old Thor. Young Thor. Young, I mean, Young, young Thor, is, Thor is really cool. Because young Thor is cool. Modern Thor is because modern Thor. Young Thor makes all the mistakes I make. <laughs> like, having no, sex with too many women? It's just, too much sex with, <laughs> with no women. <laughs> We're drinking a barley wine. Too much drinking. Yeah. I don't know. So, I just... And, like, things being like... No, it's fine. It's, it won't ever Honestly, come back to bite me in the butt. Modern Thor would be my least favorite. And then Young Thor, because he's just so brash, he can't even pick Mjolnir up in the yeah. the first, second issue, whichever well, one it was. It. It, yeah. and, exactly. I, and I love that fact that he's like, someday you're going to be mine. Yeah. And then everything it's, that... It's everything... totally a, uh, a uh, Wayne's World reference. It will oh, be yes. mine. Oh, it yes. will be mine. <laughs> but then everything that happens to that happens to young Thor in these six issues mm-hmm. is the things that make me think that he's he's earning. he's earning being able to pick up that hammer. He's going to have that hammer to defend those men that came in to save him. Yeah. Against Gore. 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 Yeah. Gore. Which and is Thor, the butcher Ryan. of yeah. butcher of gods. His name's mm-hmm. Gore. Um. G O R R. After, after the first issue and halfway into the second issue, I said, "This is a book I need to pick up. This is a book mm-hmm. that I really want to be there month to month." The book looks great. Like the covers are cool. The art inside, I really enjoy. Jason Aaron writes it. Which yes, which should have been something that Art we all is, should have been like. Really. Oh, we should pick up the Thor. Here's the thing: at that time, though, we didn't know Jason Aaron as we know him now. Like this was this this book's this over a year old now. Post revolution, and before the revolution, you know what we did? It's our writers and artists bracket, and Jason Aaron was right up there. But he was a semifinalist. He he was, but at this time we hadn't completely been like, wow, he's great. Like we were reading Wolverine and the X Men, like we like X Men again. What? <laughs> like we we were dipping our toe in. So going back and reading this, I was like, why weren't we picking this up? Yeah, it kind of makes me too. Like the other books that he's writing, like I mean, he's on a Hulk book. Yeah, which makes me kind of want to pick up the it Hulk. It's a slippery slope, man. Wait, you know what? So is Mark Thor. Wade is, Mark Wade is also on 
a Hulk book right Yeah, he's now. on Indestructible Hulk, yeah. which I, every time I see that solicitation, I'm like, oh, I really like Here's the thing is, I never thought that I'd read a Thor book that I'd really like and want to continue on the series. January but, 2013, and by the way. Here's the thing. January 2013. This book came Plenty out almost... Time. We knew Jason Aaron was awesome. We did, but this book's been coming out for almost a year now. Right. So, John, would you still want to jump in now? Because no, I would pick up. We have up to issue six here. There's probably been like five more issues after this to where it is. I would, currently. I would, I would go. I would the same thing with the six gun. Like if I can't get all those issues in hard copy form, I'd get them in uh, digital form. Mm-hmm. I'd read up to them and then I'd continue on the series if I felt it. After reading those issues, if it dropped off or creative teams changed, I might think twice about continuing going on. But this it it really is fun, and if it changes a little bit, I probably will still be okay with it as long as it's not. I I think I have a problem the most, and I think we're all there with like Thor in our time because mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't fit. And his villains, I mean, his villains shouldn't be on Earth. I like Etantris quite a bit. Because she's, it's it's his Cersei. It's his Wonder Woman Cersei. Yeah, you know, and it'd be hard to say what I'd want. Loki is the most popular villain ever right now. I really hope that this guy doesn't turn out to be a Loki. Like I, I had no, 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 I know, but I had that before. He, he, before there's a that, lot of talk of like, hey, tell me about your brother. Who's your brother? Before that, before that six issue where you get the yeah, the the issue five. I didn't it, want that issue. Issue I six. Want, yeah, I, but I you, didn't read. I flipped through and I was like, okay, he's just mad. These gods came barreling and they've never done anything for him. Like that's all the origin I needed. Yeah. I didn't have to read that issue. Yeah. I, I flipped through and I was like, okay, I got the story. The, where he has a kid and it's and he's, like, well, he's got uh 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 Val, Falstag, Finn. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just um, crucified almost. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the end of, at and the end of the book. asks a question that, of course, has to be asked because even in the first Hellboy movie, we got that same question. Even if we get rid of all the freaks slash gods, we'll still have one left, and yeah. that's you. And I mean, I, that is that is a good point to 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 gore too. And also at the end of uh, uh, Superman, Red Sun, right? Like, isn't that the question that Grant yeah. Morrison writes for Mark Millar to fi- finish off that series? Um, I don't know what my I don't remember what my point was. That this I kind of this didn't is want the, the origin for Gore. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. but you, you, you still I, I didn't need it. Yeah, at some point you still kind of. Want that? No, I didn't. We went you, thirty years before we got Wolverine's origin. Yeah, but you, right? we, you, we had you, to go four before. You needed, you wanted that to. Hates gods. I can understand why you would hate gods. And then when it played out in the issue, it's exactly that kind of like, yep, it hits all the tropes of you still, why you would hate a god. You still kind of need that, and you need that to. I didn't need it. I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't need it. I'm sorry. To, but I, what I'm Go saying ahead. is like I'm sorry. to end 
to end a trade. Six issues. You kind of need that issue to make you then want to get that next trade. It seemed like a speed bump in the story. It slowed down the story. It's like, okay, we're going long here. Thor's now meeting up with old Thor. When is he going to meet up with young Thor? Hold on, Paul. Let me come over to that side of the table. No, listen, listen. I no because here's the thing: that Gore origin issue read like something that should have been a Marvel special. Gore yeah. number one, like it, or it derailed it. Or annual, Thor yeah, the it, Mighty Avenger annual. I yeah. I did not need that story. It didn't do anything to move it forward. I agree, but in some aspect, I do feel. You need that because the it's question. It's a zero issue. It's a it, not it, issue. It's a. It, it's not. It is, but you need to. You. I don't think. Would you? Okay, John. Would you have rather had that issue, or something moving forward the actual story? I would have liked something moving forward the actual story. Okay, there you go. But at no, no, but right yeah, there, you would have had something. Three out of three podcasters agree. You would have rather had something that moved along that story yes. instead of like, oh, eh, I don't like gods. Yeah, because that's story don't do so anything. Right. You knew like, that. You knew yeah, that. Yeah. I lost my mother. I lost my wife. I lost my unborn child. I it's lost my child. It's the exact opposite Damn of the origin story for the Blue Lantern. Yeah, it's it, it's it the exact to, opposite. It did not need to be told. Instead of like that was a filler issue. I will even have the art, hope. Even I the artwork didn't feel the as artwork, good. It's not done by Isad Ribic. Yeah. I don't know who did it because it's... As soon as I opened up, I was like, I don't need to read this book. Yep. Yeah. And I didn't. I was, And I got the same things out of it that you guys did. I was like, Only it took me 30 seconds. I'm like reading it. There was that like, moment where Paul's like, you're done? Yeah. <laughs> Steve. But here's the thing. Give we, me issue seven and stuff. I think we were all like, yeah, this this is great. It didn't finish it. I want to keep going. I still want to keep going with this book. You guys, I, you guys should keep going, and I'll let I, me know. I, I, I will up. gladly do that because every every month I that only you got and a I half month left of uh, X Factor. <laughs> the, the thing is, is like every every month. Paul, that, you don't have to finish it. You don't. It's Paul. like broccoli. No, I want you to finish that. I want you to finish that series, Paul. Paul you you finish that series to the end, sir. It's on my plate. I have to eat it all. Otherwise, it grows more. Yes. I, Thank you, Chris. I feel I feel bad because every every month that Chris and I... There's going to be more X Factor if you don't finish it. There will be. Every month that Chris and I order from previews, Chris goes... Side story, that's a reference to Paul not finishing his spaghetti when he was a kid. And then the next day when he would eat his leftovers, there was more spaghetti there. And your mom telling you that spaghetti, like, multiplies the thing you don't eat it? So I was, like, maybe five or six. Sorry, John. And there's this bowl of spaghetti, and I was just full because I ate – because I was over at my grandparents' house. And it's like, you know, they're feeding you, like – treats and crap all day so we're sitting down for dinner and i eat like half my bowl of spaghetti and i'm like oh, i can't eat anymore i'm full you know it's okay my parents are like no it's fine but you have to finish your it for lunch tomorrow and i'm like half a bowl of spaghetti i'll love it for lunch tomorrow that sounds great that's a great lunch next day for lunch go to eat that half bowl of spaghetti suddenly it's a bowl 
overfilled with spaghetti. And as a kid, I'm like, what the heck happened to my half bowl of spaghetti? My mom goes, well, spaghetti's like worms. It grows. <laughs> it's like, at that point, I am done with spaghetti. I am not eating worms. Aren't I am you not spaghetti? that kid. <laughs> What's it horrible is, is like half that spaghetti would have been eaten cold by me. <laughs> oh, cold spaghetti's it's not oh. good. Cold spaghetti so, with sauce on it is delicious. No. So for lunch, cold pasta I had to with sauce. That heaping bowl of spaghetti. And, and you don't like then, to eat. Ever since, ever since then, <laughs> because it's like eating worms. I I have not liked spaghetti. <laughs> Such a big jump to make. I spaghetti. <laughs> you reached Fox News proportions <laughs> of jumping. I I don't eat. You don't spaghetti. Spaghetti. You don't like to eat. <laughs> he doesn't. He's non eater, Paul. I've seen. We saw Paul eat three hot dogs tonight. <laughs> we ate <laughs> two each. Very true. He didn't eat half as many nuts as we did. <laughs> Paul loves hot dogs. He Paul, loves them. Paul loves hot dogs, but you he hates what? nuts. Up next, Paul the nut hater. Because <laughs> he didn't eat as many. Find out why he doesn't like his nuts. Because they multiply in the shell. You think it's one nut? Boom. Oh, it's two. You think nut. it's two nuts? Boom, it's three. Dude, if you get a three nut, fucking go for it. <laughs> Bonus prize. Crack Jack, you won. It's like a free nut. You always know it's going to be. You know what I hate is when it looks like it's going to be three, and you pop it open, and it's like two like really small ones. They're like... No, small I don't, I don't, even a small nuts and nuts. You went long on that one. Uh, oh, so Thor, I guys. Think, I think this insanity has hit me. Gore, not good. Thor... Uh, I don't need to try, know about I just, Thor. I just oh, want to know. Thor. My point that I was trying to say, every month in previews, Chris goes, oh, I'm adding another book from Marvel. And I'm I'm struggling to find a book to order from Marvel. And I found that book. I don't know how. Well, you know what? Because you order all the X-Men books. Young not, all of, not all of them. Young Avengers. Yeah, There's like the, five other X-Men books. Yeah, and I don't want to read any of those. Right the now, X-Men books that I do like, Chris orders... He oh. orders Young Avengers, which yep. Daredevil, and Hawkeye. then and then I'm like, Hawkeye, yeah. I'm gonna mind. I'm gonna order Hawkeye, and Chris is like, I've already ordered it, and I'm like, I want to have my own copy, so it's one of those like I'm I'm planning on picking up the Hawkeye on digital because it's yeah. I'm still buying it, but then I feel buying weird it. buying I, it much cheaper. I feel no, it's a. When it comes out, it's the same price yeah. as the cover. Dude, wait like four months and buy it for ninety nine cents. Yeah. But I wanna I wanna read it now. Doing it after one month, that it would be reduced to ninety nine cents. Now it's two months. In Marvel, I don't know if they, they do bizarre do. sales. Like every well, month they, it's something every, different. Like every I think it's Deadpool this month. Every week Wolverine was one week. It's weekly. Every week on Comixology they have a ninety nine cent sale. And yeah. it's it'll be like Incredible Hulk, all the Incredible Hulk ep- issues that ever had the title yeah. Incredible Hulk are 99 cents that we have in our database. The Wolverine in Japan, for the, since the movie came out, yeah. has all been 99 cents. Like, the Marvel does every Monday, I get a 
for whatever reason, still digital copies of comic books, 99 cents, seems really expensive to me. I'm like thinking 49 cents. I bought for an, I bought Essex for County on sale for 4.99 digital. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Did he read it yet? I haven't read it yet. Paul, it's for Comicsology is to John what Steam is to me. The Steam is to you. Yeah. You buy stuff because you're like, eh, hey, 4.99. Okay. Uh, they had like $5.04 for seven games. Okay. Well, I'll stockpile it and maybe I'll play them one day. They had um they had like by the way. creator owned creator owned comics like on sale. I bought like five or six different books that I was like, okay, I'll try it out. Like one of them was like Hoax Hunters, which first trade's actually really enjoyable. And it's something that makes me want to go, all right, I'll pick up the uh, I'll... Hoax Hunters sounded good. That was the image book? It was yes. like Bigfoot. Uh so that's perhaps a not. It's a Bigfoot. It's basically the Image Comics BPRD. Yeah. It's kind of more jokey. That's is that perhaps it? a knots. No. No. Hoax Hunter is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Hoax Hunter, like the first trade, opens a lot of questions that you kind of want to keep reading. I, I'm going to stand firm in my knowledge of perhaps a knots. I've never even heard of that book. That's that's the Image one. Yeah, that's Image, and it's Bigfoot, basically as Hellboy. But more jokey. Okay. That's what I thought it was. But it I might st- not be st- pronounced, perhaps not. I st- it ah, might yes. be pronounced hoax hunters. Yeah. No, uh, no, it's different than that. Uh, but it it is kind of that same kind of BPRV vein of kind of book. Uh, really enjoyable. I picked up the two volumes of um. Books that you picked up. Alan Moore books. They're the with the team. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. How did you not remember that? It was a really crappy movie. Insanity. Uh, Fox is talking about doing a TV show too. By the way, Mm. we can geek bite. I have to say, Alan Moore, very rapey. Watchmen happens. League of Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah, but that's happens. twenty. That's twenty years between rapes. <laughs> Even in actually almost thirty years in rapes. V for Vendetta. Yeah. Pretty rapey. Pretty rapey. His end of his like his like masterworks. Total rape filled <laughs> fiascos. Like it's kind of creepy. Um, but no, I picked I picked those up. I picked. I, I just picked those for Alan Moore rape on Google, and the first thing that came up: Why does Alan Moore like rape so much? But I picked those up for a dollar ninety nine. The two volumes I had Infinity, picked up in the last crisis, three years. I have to like. I really like that story. I just have to imagine. No, she was just attacked, not raped. Attacked for me to really enjoy. I don't like. Like why? 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 Because that's has to be it's uh, it's like the ultimate taboo at this point. Like yeah. murder's nothing at this point. I know. In I, books, I apologize for saying at this point twice in a row. Yeah. But you're once. right. At in comic point. books, death can be overcome. That kind of sticks with the character forever. But why? Why not just brutally assaulted? I I would rather have my character. 
have the characters brutally assaulted by this person. This is probably not, something. It's not entertainment. It's it's probably something that they sit in a. I would room and discuss like, discuss whoa, what? And like, I hope what is the more. ultimate thing that you could do to really turn? Like, we have to do. The big heroes are gone. It's up to us. What can we really do and to stop this kind of like this ultimately crazed behavior? Why brainwash? Why, and why can't a woman do it to a guy in like issue comic books? Because it wouldn't have the same gravity. You're, watch the no, movie. Here's the thing. Watch the movie Super. I, I plan on it. I'm like you. But at the beginning of the show, we talked about the dude that had the hidden camera, yeah. like hidden on him. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why I kind of they, yeah, that's, because that's this, like, issue, this the, episode seems like the appropriate because we've kind of hinted at this kind of talk, so it seems like it kind of fits. In. I, I don't feel like we've hinted towards it, With but the, like, kind of subject to the, the objectification the, of women. We've talked about. Well, you kept bringing their, up the women in refrigerators. I like and the women in refrigerators. Like, they kind of I, see. I don't. I feel like Lois was a little bit bitchy, also, but that's just from how it's written. But it's yeah. it does make no. It's like it she, fits why with Lois, Clark Kent, not me. Only other character we get is yeah. Steve Slutterson. Like, yeah, and it's kind of like, well, couldn't you offer a different female character? Or in Thor, you get no female character. Yeah. Except for his but mom, it, when he talks to her, he talks, talks to her like he's through a stone, through a, stone like a, te- uh, a like, summoning stone, yeah. And he's like, these things never work well. But I think it's like trying to. Talk I can never AT&T. get good reception in these caves. It's AT and T version of summoning stones. I, I think the female on rape or female on male rape isn't gonna have the same gravity because you have a bunch of just those man children yeah. that are putting the hidden cameras in their hells and going up to girls at conventions, hugging them. Are you like mm, yes? The willing, yeah. Yeah, like it's it's not, not rape really if it's willing. Yeah, yeah. And it that's it's that's yeah, but it's this power that's trip. our culture. Like, and I say that in like They're we're comic book power. nerds. Like, yeah, that that's how it that's how it is. Not everyone is as blessed as we have been with mm-hmm. their social experiences and abilities to not be creepy. So. Do you mean like having want... sex with women willingly? Yes. 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 Pretty much. They have oh. to put hidden cameras on themselves and then hug them to get cleavage footage. It's I just wish that Rough. a female character would just... <laughs> like let's see and, we, and we're super nerds. We're so nerdy. We do a show. Yeah. Over a hundred and eighty three episodes. <laughs> guys, guys you could have this. <laughs> I I've had sex with three willing women since we started the show. Oh, I don't keep count with how many women. You, you count That's one. You don't your count's to. one, Paul. Give me my marriage license. Gay. But I want to see that kind of. <laughs> why can't in comic books where, where the ultimate taboo is a man like totally, you know exerting his power over a woman be flipped on its ear where it's a female character totally because any dude power. is going to be like whoa whoa what are you doing okay yeah that's that's it, it. Thing? it that's it that's it that's it's, the wonder woman like 
God, getting that power. lasso of truth out, like it's, yes, I'll tell you the truth. I ooh, like your boobs. Tie me like, up, please. It's that's it, how it is. So the male power fantasy is both ways, where it's like I can exert my power over her, or I can totally succumb. Okay. Yeah. So it it but so it's, what is the female power fantasy at this? Is there? A, it's being respected. <laughs> no, like I don't say that a, as a joke. It's to be treated. As equally and yeah, where the, the female re- fairy tale is like, I go out at night at 3 a.m. and walk down an alley, and a guy stops me and asks me for the time. I say 3 a.m. He says thank you and walks on and gets a cab. It's... Like that's the female power story right now. That's the like. I think it's just like, I walk down the street, a guy passed me, he didn't say <laughs> anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's he, it. he let me just go. That's... That's the lowest common denominator we hey, fall we're into. At, yeah. We suck. I know, right? I'm sorry, podcast. Why no, it's okay. Listening? It's okay to get heavy. Uh, I can get heavy. Because we've, I mean, if you look at these beers lined up in front of me. I can't yeah. put the cap back on the insanity. Yeah. So no, the, like, the other ones are like all like cork bottles. It's, it's we're, sad. We're, we're reviewing comics where young Thor is just like, Bring you more Thor. beer young, and women. Young and and they were totally They're receptive equal. to that. They're the, basically equal at this point. Uh, this Thor book had totally no rape in it, by the way. <laughs> no, no rape. And he had a Earth two where you either get a really strong female lead character that's not hardly in the book, but is um, present. You have to have Lois yeah. Lane present, and they mm-hmm. made. Lois Lane or presence. Slutty McSlutterton from, you know, Slutsville. From Slutsville, Pretty Woman. I was gonna say, like those pretty, are the two female characters woman. you get. It's, it's Pretty Woman. It's, you know, it's just this very attractive girl that. Oh yeah, she's also a prostitute. She wants to be loved. She wants to be loved, but she's looking for love in all the wrong places, except yeah. for this young. Man and that it's up moves to in. the guy to save her. Doesn't really do anything. You know what did this to me? That's that that uh, rom that came out from the Mario rom, where oh. it's a princess saving herself. It's Princess Toadstool saying, "Sorry, King Koopa, I can jump." And then she plays. You can play through as Princess Toadstool. Backwards to the Mario stages. Just gets more boring. Why would you want to finish that game? Sorry, Mario. It's rewarding you for your good progress. No, it's holding her hand as you get through the game. Better than most of the games that come out now. Okay. Which are holding your hand and then telling you to connect it to Facebook and tell all your friends how awesome you are at this game. Oh, those are only the games that you play on your phone. Yeah, that's true. Unlike this podcast that you listen to on your phone, where you totally should rate and review us on the iTunes. It's the only way people will find us, other than you telling them to other people to download the show. Which you should also do. Yeah, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell anybody that you think would enjoy this podcast, even if you don't think they would enjoy it. We've got something for everybody. Yeah, we do. We go deep. We go drunk. (laughs) <laughs> we go comic all over the place on this podcast. And hopefully we'll For be honest. going to 
Fan Expo. So if you have any uh, ideas for interviews or people you want to hear something from, just uh, email us or find us on the Facebook. Contact at BangBoardcast.com for that email or individually, Chris, Paul, or John at BangBoardcast.com. And you can find us all over the place. We're on the YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel. It's BangBoard. We've got a Tumblr. We've got a Twitter. we got a Tumblr? We've had a Tumblr. I, I haven't done anything on it. It's still there, though. It's there. That Web 2.0 presence. We got it. But we're there. So like us everywhere. That you can find us. And if you found us, you win. Yeah, you don't get a prize, though. You found us, that's a prize. But you get to know what beers you should and shouldn't drink. Oh, gosh. (laughs) 